0: This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to People Talk. People Talk is about getting ahead at work, becoming a leader, establishing your personal brand, and motivating yourself and those around you. Hosted by Angela Hall, who has decades of experience working in the field of human resources, you can expect lively discussions about topics like workplace politics, dealing with difficult employees and clients, creating an inclusive workplace, and jumpstarting your career. Here's your host, Angela
1: Hall. Hello, and welcome, everyone. This is Angela Hall from Michigan State University. I'm in the School of Human Resources and Labor Relations. Today, I'm thrilled to have my inaugural guest in this episode of People Talk, um, Daryl Robinson. He is a 1980 graduate of Michigan State University in the College of Business, which is the Broad College of Business now. And also, he is a 1981 graduate of, uh, in our master's, from our master's program in the School of Human Resources and Labor Relations. Daryl has had a very amazing and storied career in the field of HR and he's here to talk about um, the economics of leadership and especially lead, leading during these times of crisis and so I know that I have um, I'm thrilled to have him here. And I'm going to turn over the table to uh, Daryl to give a little bit more of a background. And then we're gonna jump into talking to uh, about the economics of HR and leadership. So take it away, Daryl, welcome.
0: Well, thank you very much, um, Angela, glad to be here. Um, You know, I I think that um, the field of human resources is just so vitally important. And it was in 1981 when I uh, graduated, the issues were uh, a little different, but today in the midst of the pandemic and um, the evolving circumstances around the globe, I think people and how we address the needs of people has never been more important.
1: Well, thank you, Daryl. I want to ask you about your current and previous leadership roles. How did you get to where you are today?
0: Well, um, uh, truth be told, um, uh, I never really aspired to be a Chief Human Resources Officer, but I'm really fortunate and glad to have the role that I do at Common Spirit Health. I'm the Senior Executive Vice President and Chief uh, Human Resources Officer for this ministry. We're about 150,000 individuals and um, we're a $30 billion organization. We're the largest not-for-profit organization in the country. And um, uh, you know I, I think it it's best, can best be described as a journey. Uh, I've been, next year I will celebrate my 40th year in human resources. And I will tell you that the first third of my career was really learning about HR. It was more of a tactical kind of a roles. And I was fortunate enough to be able to work with some great people and work in a lots of different areas of human resources and really focus in on uh, honing the craft, if you will. The second third of my career was really about managing teams and, and working to manage organizations, if you will. It was more strategic and more forward thinking uh, in that second uh, third. And then the final third has really been more about uh, leading a large essential function an essential function of a a major corporation or a large uh, company. Obviously much more strategic, much more influence oriented. And um, in today's day and age, you have to be a lot, uh, have a lot of focus on innovation. And so I'm really pleased to to have this role because I have the experience and then I have the ability to kind of make things uh, happen on behalf of not only employees, but for the company at large.
1: Great. I know that um, when I first contacted you and you said that you would speak um, on People Talk, I was very thrilled. And um, I asked you what topic you wanted to talk about, and you said the economics of leadership. Why did you choose this topic, and why is this topic important? Well, I think
0: that first and foremost, I believe in the inherent value of people. I think that people if informed and guided and directed and supported, they will give you the best of themselves. So first of all, I believe in the inherent uh, worth and value of, of every individual. When I think about the expansion of the US and the many international economies uh, around the world, it really is, has been a tremendous expansion. And um, you can um, argue about when that started or what stage we're in of that, but truth be told is we are expanding globally in lots of different continents. And I think that's fantastic. I think innovation and expansion of ideas is also something that is incredible. It really, really is. But if you don't have the skilled labor to carry the commerce forward, you can really only go so far. So I believe that an early investment in education and skill building only complements the expansion that we're seeing. And I think that every human being, and when I say every, I mean every human being, no matter their race, ethnicity, gender, or sexual orientation is essential to this growth. And if we don't prepare the current and the new entrance to the workforce, we will be unprepared to really meet the growth needs that we desire. So it is a supply and demand type of a component, and that's why I speak of it in terms of um, the economics of leadership. So how do we, as leaders, make sure that we have the resources that we're going to need to propel growth? And so I just think it's a natural component to say, let's make sure everybody has the ability to contribute because at the end of the day, we're going to need these individuals to help fuel growth.
1: What do you say to people who think that not everyone has the ability to contribute and what advice do you give to leaders in order to empower people to be able to give their best contributions? So I
0: I believe that that's probably a true statement. If you ask me as an example to go and work on Wall Street, that's not my strength and that's not my capability. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that it couldn't become that. But in this instant day and age, I could not go to Wall Street and work. I just couldn't. But Wall Street is going to grow and expand and Wall Street and and the, the components that fuel Wall Street are gonna need those resources to be able to grow. So the individual right now who is going to kindergarten today could be one of those folks that could actually represent themselves very well on Wall Street. So let's make sure we prepare those young people to have all the opportunities they, they, that should be afforded to them that they could have in order to be able to meet that challenge. I will never be an aerospace engineer, but at some point in time, we're gonna need aer- even more aerospace engineers than we have today. So let's make sure we prepare those individuals who are really have an interest in science and math to be able to make it into that field. I'm in the healthcare sp- space. And there's, it's, it's no secret that there's a shortage of nurses. And so are we doing everything we can to encourage people to pursue that career? And are we doing everything with every human being that exists in this country to be able to have the opportunities to get on that pathway? I think we can do better and I think we're going to need to do better. And my thought is, is that we should do that now not when we feel like we have the need or are embarking upon having the need for that. It might be too late then.
1: Great. So without a doubt, you've had a very successful career. Can you, if you could go back in a time machine, what advice regarding career success and leadership would you give to your younger self?
0: The thing that comes to mind when I think about that is something very simple, and that is enjoy the journey. I think people should learn all that they can and participate in everything. Now, you have to have a balance between work and life, but I think that um, if I could go back, I would expand my horizons. I would um, be curious about lots of areas that, you know, that I wondered about, and I would go and pursue that. Uh, work hard, and but, but as you work hard, I would like, or I would suggest that you love harder, especially regarding your family and your friends. Life and father time really waits for no one. So as I mentioned, uh, I'm gonna be celebrating my 40th year of being in human resources, and let me tell you, It seems like yesterday that I was walking out of the classroom at Kedzie for my, after my very last final Um, and, and, you know, things seem like they have moved at a pretty rapid pace. So enjoy the journey, learn all you can, participate in as much as you can, uh, work hard, but love harder. I really love that,
1: especially in the, 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 and sadly, times that we are in this world today. So Daryl, what advice would you give to emerging leaders in 2020? So I'm graduating, I'm a big hotshot. I have my master's in HR, my MBA, or I'm just coming out of undergraduate. I want to be on the fast track or I'm a little, or I'm a mid-career professional and I've been given um, an opportunity to um, assume some type of leadership position. What are some practical um, tips that you could give those folks so they could be successful as leaders?
0: Well, I think that um, I go back to what I just said a, a moment ago, and, and that is really enjoy the journey, um, be curious, uh, and learn as much as you can. I think you have to have an appreciation of what you don't know. There are certain things that you don't know. Be a be a learning uh, entity, somebody who is open to learning and appreciating that there are things that they just don't know. I remember a gentleman um, who. I worked with uh, years ago, his name was Keith Rasmussen, and he was just a tremendous, tremendous guy. And he would impart wisdom to me that I carry with me to this day. I worked with a gentleman named Gene Groppner, who was my very first boss and the best boss I ever had. And he imparts wisdom to me um, from, you know, 40 years ago that I carry with me to this day. So I think it's really important that you appreciate what you don't know and um, appreciate the fact that you can learn from others. And we're fortunate at, uh, as being graduates of Michigan State that, that um, we have an alumni network that is just so strong that wants people to be uh, successful and wants to help people learn and grow. The last thing I would say, Angela, is that um, I think it's really important to see and appreciate the value of all people. Um, don't discriminate nurture differences and the minds of others. So this is what I was talking about earlier. There's people who have been down paths and journeys, nurture their differences and their minds. And for people managers, I always want them to strive to be the best boss that their people ever had. So imagine that. Uh, I've had uh, times when I've gone uh, and talked to folks and I've said to them as leaders, can your people say to you that you are the best boss they ever had? Now we've all had a best boss in our, in our lives. And some of us have been fortunate enough to have more than one. I think every person who manages people should strive to be the best boss that their people ever had and that their name comes up at the cocktail parties or at the fun events When people ask them how they're doing and how their careers are going and so on, they should be able to speak the name of their boss and talk about them in glowing terms because they've helped them be successful. And I just think that's foundational.
1: So the listeners don't have the benefit of this, but I'm speaking to you over Zoom. So I can see how calm, cool, collected, suave you look. (laughs) You don't look like someone who's a leader in the middle of a healthcare organization in the middle of a pandemic. And so what advice do you think you can give to people who are leading in times of crisis?
0: So, Angela, you know, certainly uh, I'm the chief human resources officer, and by virtue of the name chief, I should be the one that's calm. (laughs) (laughs) I should be the one who who is knowledgeable and experienced and approaches things in a logical, thoughtful way. Um, So uh, I hope that shows. I'm glad it does show uh, because um, it it has not been a a calm uh, 28 weeks. But I think it's really important for leaders to stay calm, to be present and in the moment. Know that collaboration and group thinking is very, very powerful. When I talk to students and they wonder, how can I contribute in the world of HR? And now, how can I contribute in the world of HR during a pandemic? Because things have changed so much. Well, I just think that um, collaboration and group thinking is really, really powerful. and people have a brain and they have a consciousness. And that's what we do is we get together and talk about the unknown and we work together to figure that out. So I just believe that together we can solve problems. Sometimes the the 80% solution is good enough for now. So when you're in the midst of that uh, uh, difficult situation, you don't have to be perfect. So seek the 80% solution and then refine along the way. Be adaptable and then course correct quickly, because people are counting on you to make a decision that they can rely upon and act upon.
1: Right. So Daryl, you know, like I go on social media, I go to Facebook and things like that, my personal account, and I see all of these like jokes and memes about 2020 and how it's a horrible year. And if 2020 were a person, and then they show up, like someone with their hair sticking up, and they look like they've just been through the biggest disaster, um, a lot of things have gone on. Not only the pandemic, um, the you know the economic hardships people are going through, but also people are starting to look more at social justice than they have at, in previous years. Now. Um, you're an African-American male. You were born, if I can do the math, if you graduated in, 19, um, in the early 1980s before the passage of the Civil Rights Act, um, and you grew up in the wake of the civil rights movement. You were growing up. So you've seen a lot of changes. What kind of advice do you have for um, people of color, who are trying to become um, successful leaders like you, knowing that um, myself as a person of color, the successes that we have are, are because of su- the successes of people like you who came before us?
0: Well, you know, the, I, I guess the, um, the thing that comes to mind is a couple things. And I, I, I like when Michelle Obama says, I love this country. You know, and I love this country. We are a strong and resilient group of people, collection of people from all different walks of life and So, I love this country, and I love this country for all that it could be and um, yes there are there are ups and downs and difficulties and challenges and so on and certainly, we know that African Americans have had uh, and people of color have had their their fair share of the burden but um I believe that we are resilient, our history shows that we are resilient, our history shows that we are tremendously capable, and we are tremendously competent. And so um, I believe that um, uh, you have to believe in yourself, and you have to pursue your dreams to the best of your ability you are building on a foundation and a platform that has been laid for you over 400 years. And so these may seem like the worst of times, but let me tell you 400 years ago, those were the worst of times. And so we can be resilient through what we're dealing with right now. We have lots of smart people who are working on behalf of Americans and people around the globe to come up with a solution for this pandemic. But let me tell you, there will be another crisis, you know, around the corner, and there will be another crisis and another crisis. And the the value of a strong education is that you can take that knowledge, you can partner with others, and you can work towards solutions. So believe in yourself. Be confident about your abilities. Be resilient through those challenges. Form great relationships that allow um, you to make a difference and then persevere. So that would be my my advice. Uh, it won't be easy. It's never easy. But um, the journey is worth it. And the striving to get to where you want to get to and to make things better is always beneficial.
1: Great. Those are powerful words. Daryl. Um, Like I've said to you on multiple occasions, um, I love to hear you speak. I love the advice you give, Um, you know, you're direct to the point and you, you know, you have the perspective of being in the field for a lot of years and seeing a lot of different things. Are there any other party thoughts that you may want to give our listeners about, you know, leadership? hr or just how to be successful at work
0: well i i um i do have a couple things that i want to say and i and i think that um i've said it a little bit during the course of our conversation it's really important to believe in yourself it's really important to reflect on the opportunities that have been given to you it's really important to keep things in perspective It's really important to believe in people and the power of the human spirit. It's really important to be resilient. Beyond that, I would say that it's important to keep in mind that the journey for women and people of color is a unique one. We have a history that acknowledges that. It's not a myth, it's really undeniable. And in the vast majority of cases, no one is looking for a handout or a leg up. And I know I certainly was not looking for that uh, during my 40-year career. The only thing I was looking for was a level playing field so that I could contribute to the success of the organization and help to make my people and the people in the organization better. When we let everyone contribute their talents, we're much, much better off. So it really does come down to basic economics, letting people bring forth their true skills and capabilities for the the benefit of, and in in our case for communities and um, the disadvantaged, because we're a safety net provider and we're the largest not-for-profit healthcare system in the country. And so when we let everybody contribute to the health of our patient and our communities, we're much better off.
1: Well, thank you, Daryl. Once again, this is Daryl Robinson that we had uh, joining us today. Um, a senior Executive Vice President, Chief Human Resource Officer, an amazing person. Um, I appreciate everyone listening to us and please join us again for another episode of People Talk with Angela Hall. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of People Talk with Angela Hall. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues. And remember to subscribe to our show. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio.